Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. Back again for the weekly visit is my NFL and fantasy football expert, Andy Rio, who's covered fantasy for over two decades. Great to have you back, Andy. And I'm guessing you find the Texans boring from a fantasy perspective, but they sure are giving us some nail biters on the field anyway. Yeah, I mean, right now the uh, fantasy uh, value on the Texans is pretty much narrowed down to three guys at this point. But, uh, yeah, they've certainly been playing some entertaining football, at least in terms of close game. All right, well, let's get into it. And just a reminder for everybody to subscribe, comment, like us on Facebook. That's your best way to support the show. And, Andy, both the Bears and Texans, bottom four in yards per game on offense. It's bad. Do you have any feel as to who the better team is? And I ask this because the early spreads two and a half for the bears at home, which is Vegas basically saying it's a pick them at a neutral site. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't think either team would be heavily favored in this one. I will give a very, very slight edge to Chicago just because they are at home and uh, they do at least have one win under their belt. I mean, you could say, obviously it was a, kind of a crazy scenario with that monsoon but they did beat a san francisco team that is fairly well regarded so i will give a very slight nod to the bears but it would not shock me in the least if the texans found a way to pull it out what's amazing about the texans is that they've kept their games close because they're giving up the second most yards per game in the league i just looked this up and i couldn't believe it i mean what are the keys for the texans and bears just from the fantasy perspective well, for the Texans, I mean, I think we saw a fairly encouraging performance from Damian Pierce on uh, Sunday in Denver. So I think they need to feed him. Uh, obviously, uh, Aaron Jones went nuts against uh, Chicago Sunday night up there at Green Bay and everything. So uh, certainly I think you can run on the Bears. Uh, Brandon Cooks needs to have a better game this week. Obviously, he had the critical drop in the end zone Uh in Denver, uh, there were some encouraging signs from Nico Collins. And those are the only three Texans I would remotely consider using this week. Cooks, obviously, uh, should be started. I think in most cases, Pierce should be started. Collins uh, still would prefer him as a backup at this point. But I think he's shown enough that if you were desperate, uh, you could give him a whirl. On the Chicago side of things, David Montgomery ran the ball very well in Green Bay, and certainly I think he's poised for a fairly decent day. The last time that the Bears and the Texans squared off, Montgomery is, some may remember, had a very big day for Chicago. Uh, the question with the Bears, are, are they ever going to try to pass the ball on a consistent basis at this point? Justin Fields, uh, it, it's like we're seeing a throwback to 1970s era football with how little they're throwing the ball. And, you know, Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet were not outrageously high draft picks, but, uh, you know, Cole Komet has pitched a shutout for two weeks. That's great in fantasy baseball. It's horrible in fantasy football, <laughs> especially at a position where, you know, people are more desperate. Tight end is harder to find uh, good players unless you spend a real high draft pick on somebody like Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. Uh, you know, so I don't know. Will this be the week that Chicago tries to get the passing game on track? Probably, but, you know, who knows at this point? I mean, Fields is still really very much a mystery. I mean, 
the one startable Chicago player for sure is David Montgomery. I guess if you were really desperate, you could try Khalil Herbert in a flex because he has seen some work, but it's clearly Montgomery's show right now, even though Herbert's a talented player. Definitely the ground game is where it's at for Chicago. So, you know, this could easily be a low-scoring game where the running backs control the tempo for both sides if the Texans remember to use Pierce and, you know, decide not to go back to Rex Burkhead as the primary back. Yeah, it's real interesting, Andy, because the first week there was a lot of criticism. They were using Burkhead all the time. We're, we're going, where's Pierce? Pierce, you know, he ran well, four and, a, four and a half, over four and a half yards per carry on 13 carries. So not a lot of carries. I mean, how do you look at it if you're the Texans? And just get away from a fantasy perspective for a second with Damian Pierce. He had 13 carries. You want to go for, from the Texans' perspective, yeah, we need to get him the ball more. But, Andy, if you're the Texans, do you want to give him the ball? Because, you know, this isn't a team that's going to be going to the Super Bowl this year. So maybe you're just trying to develop guys. You don't want to run too much tread off the tiles. You only get so much uh, yardage and so many carries out of a running back. We know these running backs, you know, they they, they can go bad really quickly if you run them a lot. And you want Pierce to be good in two or three years when maybe they've got a chance to be potentially a playoff team or, or, or even more than that. Well, here's the thing. Pierce was not overused in college. And strange though it may seem, the AFC South looks pretty bad this year. I mean, I know it's a, kind of still a preposterous thought that the Texans could win the division, but they're not in the same division with the Chiefs. They're not in the same division with Buffalo. You know, you, you it's preposterous, yes, but is it absolutely, totally impossible? No. We got to talk about what's going on around the NFL, but a quick reminder before we look at the games around the NFL, tomorrow I'm doing a regular midweek Texans report. We'll be doing this all the time with Sean Bajani, and I'm sure we're going to hit some Astros as well, but just everything, but we're going to concentrate on uh, what's going on with the Texans during the season. And, and how about this for a special guest, Andy, on Friday, Look for my conversation with former Chicago Bear Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear and former Lovey Smith player. He played for Lovey Smith, so I might just ask him a little bit about that as well. Uh, Trey Lance out for the season for the Niners, Andy. If we're going big picture on the NFL, what does Jimmy G mean for fantasy owners? Well, with Trey Lance, uh, the 49ers were going to transition more into uh, not necessarily a full read option type of team, but they definitely were going to have a quarterback running the ball a lot more often than they've had in the past. Uh, Garoppolo is certainly not in Lance's capacity as a runner. I mean, he's much more of a traditional drop back passer. So in reality, the 49ers were a little bit of a mystery team going into the season with Lance and what he could bring to the table. Now I think we'll see San Francisco pretty much get back to what they were doing last year. And with Garoppolo, uh, I think it's safe to say at this point is more developed than a, as a passer than Lance. So certainly I think you will see Brandon Ayuk uh, start to reemerge a bit. Kittle is supposed to be coming back this week, it looks like. So obviously he's still a great target when healthy. And the highly versatile Debo Samuel, uh, who actually was not used as much as a running back this week. I thought they would use him more as a runner. Instead, they continued to... Uh, use guys like Jeff Wilson Jr. So I think basically we're going to kind of see a flashback to last year's uh, San Francisco team. Uh, Garoppolo basically was good at supporting the 49ers weapons, not so much being 
uh, a fantasy standalone starter himself, but certainly I, I think he can help your fantasy team as at least as a backup and spot starter uh, because the weapons are good. The supporting cast is certainly good at San Francisco. How many of the Broncos are a stay away at this point with their struggling offense the first couple of weeks? Well, strangely, I mean, I, I certainly don't want to stay away from Javante Williams. He's run the ball well. I certainly don't want to stay away from Cortland Sutton, especially if Jerry Judy can't go this week because Sutton, as we just saw, soaked up targets uh, against the Texans. And uh, he's he's definitely a very solid receiver overall. What I think you're seeing is some of the fringe Bronco players uh, right now are, are certainly off the radar and Russell Wilson at this stage of the game uh, may not necessarily be an automatic starter if you've got a quality alternative. I'd like to think Denver can figure it out, but that coaching staff has looked very unimpressive overall. You find this 49ers-Broncos game interesting. Why? <laughs> well, I, I think because, you know, it, the, the Broncos are one of those teams that could either right the ship you know, really quickly or they're going to continue to be a train wreck. And the 49ers right now simply become compelling because for those that like a comeback story, I mean, in a way, this is for Jimmy G. I mean, he was on the way out and everything. And I think it takes a lot of the mystery out of the 49ers because now we're going to pretty much see them resemble what they were last year. And you kind of knew what you were getting. You have three good receivers pretty much in their own target tree the backfield's always a bit of a mystery in San Francisco, but but Jeff Wilson's capable of holding down the load. So it it's I think like I said, we're gonna see the 49ers what they were like last year, where they obviously came pretty close to going to the Super Bowl. All right. The Bills are at the Dolphins. Josh Allen versus Tua and his six touchdown passes this past week. What are you looking for in this game? Sounds like offense and and, and a fun fantasy game, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Buffalo has just been magnificent, and certainly we should see more of the same from Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Gabriel Davis comes back for Buffalo. If he does, he's another great weapon for Allen. Uh, really didn't see much. Uh, Diggs dominated targets Monday night in that thrashing of Tennessee, so really didn't see much from Isaiah McKenzie or Jamison Crowder. Probably guys that you can hang on your roster, but uh, don't want to necessarily start. We didn't see much out of Devin Singletary either, as Buffalo went pretty pass heavy. So, uh, yeah, I would expect some points to be scored in this game. What an amazing performance by Tua. Uh, you know, there's still obviously people who will debate uh, Tua nonstop, but when you've got weapons like Jalen Waddell and uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, blow up games are definitely possible. Both both teams have had their defensive moments so far. Buffalo overall has looked stronger in defense. So it'll be an interesting test for Tua. Uh, but I, I mean, it's going to be a fun game. I definitely think it will be. I mean, the Dolphins have certainly uh, started to reemerge as a contender. Do you think the Bills at all can slow down Waddle and Tyree kill or is that going to be too hard for their defense? Well, it'll be a challenge, but I mean, from what I've seen so far from Buffalo and admittedly, Tennessee is not very good, but they did put the clamps down on the Rams in week one. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't expect Buffalo's defense to dominate in this one, but I think they can get enough stops and, and give their offense an opportunity. I mean, if I had to pick a team to win this game, it would be Buffalo, but uh, it's going to be interesting. Did you like the 49ers or the Broncos? I, I would slightly lean towards San Francisco just based on the, you know, 
oddities that are going on with the Broncos right now. All right, Packers and Bucks, and what Chris Berman used to refer to, I don't know, he might still refer to it as the Bay of Pigs when both of these teams were really bad. But even though you've got two all-time great QBs today, will this be a defensive battle? I think it's more likely to be a defensive battle than an offensive shootout. I mean, Tampa's defense has been very strong right now. Uh, you know, this is obviously a long-range scenario, but uh, if you remember in Peyton Manning's last season, he was carried by the Broncos' defense. And uh, Tom Brady's been off to a bit of a sluggish start. Some of that, though, can be attributed to injuries. I mean, Chris Godwin has not played much. Mike Evans obviously was suspended and may not play this week. I know he's appealing the suspension. Julio Jones uh, missed this week as well. So they've kind of been more based around the defense and Leonard Fournette. And, and Rodgers had a nice game on Sunday night, but it was Aaron Jones who was the big star uh, for the Packers. And, you know, Rodgers is still in many ways feeling out most of his receivers outside of Alan Lazard. Uh, Tampa's strength is their run defense. So, yeah, it would not surprise me if this is not the shootout that many uh, expect it would be. I, I would tend to lead towards Tampa taking it at home. But again, it's a bit of a toss up when you have two great quarterbacks. Rams at Cardinals, the battle of ex St. Louis teams and the cards nearly looked left for dead, but finally came out to play a little bit. Great comeback against the Raiders. What grabs you about the cards and the Rams game? Well, right now, Kyler Murray, uh, you know, really came alive in that uh, second half out there in Las Vegas. I mean, the Cardinals looked doomed. I mean, there were probably people posting on Twitter where Cliff Kingsbury was going to coach college next year. But uh, Murray pulled them through. Uh, they got a nice performance from the veteran tight end, Zach Birch. Unheralded Greg Dorch has stepped up at wide receiver with them missing Rondale Moore. And, of course, DeAndre Hopkins is still suspended for a while. Uh, even veteran A.J. Green, although he's not a fantasy factor anymore, uh, had a nice touchdown catch uh, there at the end. Uh, also worth watching with Arizona is the status of James Conner. He left with an ankle injury. The former Chief Daryl Williams and Eno Benjamin were both involved. Uh, probably a slight lean to Williams if you wanted to pick up one of those guys in free agency. Conner's injury does not appear to be long-term, meaning it's not going to be a several-week injury but his status could be questionable for this week. So uh, that's something to watch. But, I mean, right now Murray is, you know, definitely remains a must-start in, in fantasy, even though this could be a tough matchup. But the Rams were shredded by Buffalo, and they even had problems with Atlanta last week. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Arizona is out for revenge for the playoff loss. Uh, you know, with Los Angeles, I mean, uh, Cooper Cup obviously is a fantasy superstar. They got Alan Robinson involved. So, I mean, him and Stafford are both decent plays. Uh, you know, running back, uh, obviously, Cam Akers had a debacle in week one, but he still gained more carries this past week than Daryl Henderson. However, Daryl Henderson's been more productive. If I had to choose a Rams runner to play, it would be Henderson in this one. Do you like the Rams or the Cardinals? Uh, slight lean towards the Rams. I, I almost wonder if there's going to be a little bit of a letdown for Arizona. And and they're just kind of a complicated team. Are they going to be up to get even with the Rams, or is there going to be that letdown? Uh, the Rams have maybe had a bit of a wake-up call, uh, but if they lose that game, I think it's safe to say they might not be as good as everybody was thinking they were. The Jags at the Chargers, and I guess the big question to start off with, are, are the Jags the clear AFC South favorites at this point? <laughs> 
Well, they might be. I, I mean, one thing you can say about the Jaguars at this point, and, and this is obviously in the modern NFL, extremely important. I think it's safe to say that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the division right now. Uh, you know, in many ways, it's kind of his rookie season because obviously his first season was trashed by Urban Meyer. Now he's actually working with a real coach and Doug Peterson and Christian Kirk has been phenomenal so far. A lot of people rip the Jags for that contract, but he's been really good and he's turning into a guy you got to start in fantasy every week. They've gotten a remarkable recovery from James Robinson. He had a touchdown run, uh, you know, against the Colts in that uh, huge victory for Jacksonville. A lot of people thought Achilles, he wasn't going to offer much this year. Maybe he is still a bit rusty overall, but he certainly formed a, a committee with Travis Etienne. I don't know. I, it, Jacksonville, if Herbert goes for the Chargers, I mean, this I, I definitely would favor the Chargers in this one, and it's possible Jacksonville could be playing from behind, which means Travis Etienne might see more work. Uh, not ready to start Lawrence uh, automatically on a weekly basis, but I think he's progressed enough to where he could be a spot starter for fantasy teams. Uh, certainly uh, ETN and Robinson could be flexes this week. Kirk is a start. Uh, Evan Ingram's played well at tight end. So maybe he's creeping into uh, relevancy as well for the chargers. It's all about, you know, whether Herbert is about to play is going to be able to play. And that's going to be a domino effect throughout the lineup. Keenan Allen's status is also one to watch because he missed the game in Kansas city last Thursday. So uh, I like the chargers to win, but obviously you know, it's it's a downgrade from Herbert to Chase Daniel. Uh, not the worst backup quarterback in the world, but it certainly kind of downsgrade the Charger offense as a whole if, if he goes. The Eagles are at Washington. The Eagles are leading the NFL with 470 yards per game. It's, it's a pretty wide margin, too, Andy. And normally, I wouldn't care about the commanders, but Andy, they've got your attention from a fantasy perspective, right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, the commanders have uh, three good receivers in Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, uh, rookie first-round pick, and the revitalized Curtis Samuel. Uh, Logan Thomas also uh, progressing nicely. Uh, he was injured at the end of last season, and some had speculated he wasn't going to be ready for the start of the season, but he had a touchdown catch. Uh, I mean, the commanders have that uh, nice formula to where their defense doesn't seem to be very good because Jacksonville did pretty well against them on opening day. Detroit obviously did great against them this past week. And now you've got to take on Philadelphia and that red hot offense. So, uh, you know, Carson Wentz obviously can still have his disastrous moments, but he's put up numbers uh, the first two weeks of the season. And this is definitely a situation where I think Washington is going to be chasing points against the Eagles. I mean, Hurts, obviously, another great start. Same for A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. Uh, Devontae Smith came back around. He's always going to be a little boomer bust, but he can put up big games. And Miles Sanders has done well uh, as the lead running back again so far. So I, I think this game, there's going to be some points. And, you know, it's one of those situations where Wentz might be trailing, I don't know, 38 to 21 in the fourth quarter, and he finds some garbage points. And some of the receivers find garbage points. Uh, uh, you know, it might be a situation where J.D. McKissick's a little bit more involved as the receiving back, uh, you know, if they are trailing because they don't like to use, even though Antonio Gibson played wide receiver at Memphis, they don't really like to use him in passing situations. So Gibson's maybe a little bit riskier this week, but, uh, you know, all three of those Washington receivers that I mentioned are not bad starts and e even Wentz can be used. Just 
you know, expect some bumpiness. You might get a three touchdown, three interception line out of it. When you look at Jalen Hurts from what you thought of him last year, has it changed at all your opinion this year? And what do you think it means when we see these quarterbacks that, oh, we're not real sure of, and then all of a sudden you go out and you get him some good wide receivers, either through trade or free agency, whether, you know, it's it's what the Eagles have done. Uh, with was it AJ Brown? I think was one of their their acquisitions. Oh and yeah, then, that was their big acquisition this offseason. And, and then Tyree Kill over with Miami, and what's gone over there, and then even Trevor Lawrence with Jacksonville, and the acquisitions that they've made in the offseason. Well, I mean, I've been very impressed by Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, he he seems to have made uh, great strides as a passer, and that's where he needed to make the strides because he's such a weapon as a runner. Uh, you know, he's he's definitely been awesome so far this year. Yeah, and, and I think that you've always heard that Jalen Hurts has a great work ethic. He's just a really good human being and leader and, you know, that never heard anything too bad about Tua either. And it just seems like, you know, just let the guys develop and actually give them a little bit of help. It, it helps when you've got good guys around you, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and no, I mean, I have a ton of respect for Jalen Hurd. His work ethic and intangibles have always been incredible. And, uh, you know, now he's matching that on the field. I mean, you know, he was pretty good last year. He just needs needed to make strides as a passer. He's definitely doing that. But let's not forget, I mean, Philadelphia wasn't expected to do much last year. And they made the playoffs. And now they've got a shot at big things there. The, their schedule's pretty easy. And, you know, with Hurts playing this well and, and Brown on board and some of the other weapons they have, yeah, I mean, it, it's got the potential to be a really nice season in Philadelphia. All right. The Lions are at the Vikings. And, Andy, I'm not sure the Lions have been this interesting since Calvin Johnson in his prime. Yeah, the Lions are fun to watch. I mean, a, a lot of people, you know, might be a little bit surprised by that, but Amon Ross St. Brown obviously has developed into an incredible weapon at wide receiver. DeAndre Swift, uh, he's a threat to take it the distance on any play out of the backfield, and they have some nice uh, peripheral players as well. It'll be even more interesting when Jameis Williams from Alabama is able to get healthy and up to speed. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the Lions are a lot more interesting to watch than they used to be, and you know, Minnesota was kind of, uh, you know, a team that uh, had become uh, a darling of the fantasy community. And then, you know, the wheels just fell off uh, last night. I mean, Detroit, uh, you know, other than, you know, obviously they got an incredible game from Aiden Hutchinson uh, against uh, Washington, but their defense has not played terribly well. So I think this is a get right spot for Minnesota. Dalvin Cook only got six carries. That's going to need to change. I mean, Kirk Cousins, obviously, I know is, uh, a player that has a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, fan enemies, so to speak. But, uh, you know, getting Dalvin Cook going will help him uh, with the play action and, and get guys like Justin Jefferson going again because he had a very quiet night in Philadelphia. I I think Minnesota will probably write the ship in this one, but Detroit will make it interesting. So Buffalo and Kansas City, after two weeks, are same old Buffalo and Kansas. That's kind of what we expected in you know, they're definitely the AFC favorites coming out, you know, uh, of this conference. But what about over in the NFC? Is anything cleared up for you or is it still kind of a jumbled mess? The NFC is a little harder to figure out before the season started. 
Well, given the defense that we've seen from Tampa Bay so far, um, you know, at some point Brady is still going to come up with some big games, especially if they get more weapons back and everything like that. Uh, Want to mention Tampa did sign Cole Beasley. I wouldn't race out to the waiver wire to get him given all their depth of the position, but he can certainly help Brady at times. Uh, you know, given their defense and the presence of Brady, and given how well Philadelphia's looked, I mean, right now, those two would be in the pole position, I think, to win the NFC. Uh, but I don't think you can totally discount teams like Green Bay. They have a good defense as well. And it seems like, you know, Rodgers will get things going, uh, even if they lose this game down in Tampa. Uh, you know, you can't obviously dismiss the Rams that have been the champions. Uh, you can't really dismiss San Francisco. Dallas pulled off a nice win over Cincinnati this week with Cooper Rush. If the Cowboys can just sort of stay around 500 when Dak gets back, I mean, they could potentially still be a threat. So, uh, you know, there's still more clarity probably overall in the AFC, but right now it seems like there's a higher level with Tampa Bay and Philadelphia uh, so far over the NFC. Well, Andy's doing this for us every week, a fantasy football focus. But as you hear, we're we're talking just NFL. We're talking about the matchups, everything that's going on. But you get some great fantasy nuggets in, in the midst of all that. And it's always good to talk to you, Andy. It's at Andy Rio. It's R-I-O-U-X. If you're watching on YouTube, we put it off the top and you can look for it uh, there. We've got the graphic up, but super easy to find him on Twitter. And I uh, can't thank you enough, Andy. It's, it's always a pleasure. Yep, absolutely. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.